0: Welcome to Fresh Cut Grass, light conversation with turf grass professionals from across the turf industry with your hosts,
1: Jeff Fowler and Tanner DelVal.
0: Hello and welcome to this episode of Fresh Cut Grass. My name is Jeff Fowler, one of your co-hosts. My other co-host is with me this week, he's with me last week, he's with me next week, or he better be with me next week, Tanner DelVal. Tanner, good to have you.
2: Good to be here. What have you been up to? Um, presentations for the winter meeting season. Done some traveling to give some talks and uh, preparing some, some new ones on some, uh, some of the research uh, that we've been finishing up on.
0: Yeah, you had to you had to go to um like some big ASA meeting, um, didn't you and, and do a presentation that unfortunate for you, you know. Normally PhD students get to go to like a really cool place um and travel a long way to give their ASA talk. You got to drive down the road what, an hour?
1: Podcast with flowers. two hours.
0: Yeah, got to drive down the hour or get done to drive down the road for two hours and go to Baltimore. Nothing wrong yeah. with Baltimore, but you didn't get to go to any fancy place to do it, did you?
2: No, just it wasn't too far. Actually, when I did my uh, my master's one, I uh, was like 10 years ago, it was in Long Beach, California. So that was, I guess, my fun ish trip for that meeting.
0: That that that's that made up for it then, didn't it? Yeah, that yeah. Made up for it. Good, good. Hey, um, let's let's cut right to the quick of this day. Um, Our guest today is um, a good friend of mine, good friend of yours, a good friend of the industry. Um, He's been around for probably more years than he would like to admit and probably more years than I'd like to admit that I've known him, Um, past president of SFMA, um, great guy, good friend, Jeff Salmon, um, United Turf and Track. Um, Jeff, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks, Jeff. Thanks for having me on. Thank you, Tanner. Always good to hear from you guys.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So I guess
0: I shouldn't say just welcome to the show. I should say welcome back to the show because if, Thank if our Jeff. listeners remember Jeff was part of our barbecue edition right around Labor Day. So he, he, his, he's, we didn't have to go through all the, the routine mundane things of how we do this show because Jeff's been on it before. He's a seasoned veteran. Um, and I, I I don't know, Jeff. I met you probably 20 years ago now um, at SFMA, and um, then we sat on the board together um, right. for a number for a number of years, um, and have remained friends after that. And I've heard this the the, the reason we have you on is that the, the talk that I've heard you give that I wanted to. Have you share with our listeners, because I don't think we as an industry do a very good job of the the topic we're going to talk about today, and that is taking care of ourselves. Um, We as humans um, are just like our our fields, right? We're a living, breathing creature. We all work really, really hard to take care of a, a field for people to play on. But we don't take very good care of ourselves. Sometimes we 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 call in doctors to come, PhD doctors to come look at our fields and give us suggestions on how to fix them. But we don't um, we don't necessarily um, go to the doctor and get ourselves checked out. So um, I've heard this story from from Jeff a number of times. Um, so I, Jeff, why don't you just start with your story because um, it's fascinating to me. Not fascinating in an, an interesting way, but it's fascinating to me the way you came to the conclusion that you came to.
1: Sure. I mean, um, Probably one of the biggest deals is knowing that, you know, in our industry, we spend a lot of late hours, a lot of long weeks, long weekends, um, sunrise, and su- sunset, even later. Um, and we probably don't eat the best um, when we're even at work and on the job and, you um, it was uh, shortly after, or about the time of my uh, presidency, SDMA, SFMA, um, 2016. Um, our good friend, Daley, he passed away of a heart attack. And um, I think he was like 54 at the time. And I might have been like 47 at the time. And I said, my gosh. I said, I, it, it really shocked a lot of people. And uh, that's what my wake up call was to say, hey, I need to really start taking care of myself. I'm not getting any younger. Uh, I'm not a spring chicken like I was back in my 20s. And so I just decided to go through a series of getting myself checked out from everything from skin cancer testing to, um, to, to my heart. And uh, my family have, has had, uh, hereditarily have a high blood pressure and so um, I just went to my doctor, my, my um, primary care physician, I said, I, I think I need to start getting checked out. So uh, my, my former primary care physician had always kind of let me slide a little bit on some blood pressure things. And so we started dialing that in, and um, through the course of doing the stress test, which you know, at the time, I'm not very smart when it comes to medical t- terminology and the stress test I thought was a test that was going to be how much stress I had in my life. And uh, that sure was not it at all. It was actually getting on a treadmill and running and, and uh, you know, not being in shape that I am like I was back in my, you know, late teens, early, early 20s. And going through that test and, and they told me that um, well, we didn't get all the, inf- all the information we needed to. We needed to take this nuclear test. And, um, so I took the nuclear test and they said, well, you need to take an angiogram. And I said, well, do I have to? And my cardiologist, uh, she's a woman. And she said, well, if I was your wife, I'd, I'd tell you, you better take it. And so this was on a Tuesday, uh, when I was still at the university of Oklahoma. And I, uh, it was on Tuesday before, uh, our first home opener game, we were playing Florida Atlantic. This was in, uh, 2018. And, uh, there's on Tuesday, my wife who, uh, started a charter school from, from scratch. She was opening her school the next day. And so I thought, okay, it's going to be a quick procedure. I'll just go in. But they had, had told me that if anything, they see anything blockage wise, they're going to put stents in. And, uh, uh, lo and behold, at the end of the day, I had three stents put in. I had 90% blockage on three arteries in my heart and, um, it was a it was a blessing that proactively I had, had went through all those procedures to get that, to that point that I could a I could have I could have been out going on a field or doing something by myself somewhere and, and I would end up almost like Darian and um, so I, I to this day I always give credit to Darian about you know be an example um, for us and so all I can do now is just be an advocate for all of us in the industry that, you know. We have insurance, we have premiums. We, we take care of yourself and everything, everything from your diet to, and my diet's not the best. We talked about barbecue the other day. It's kind of hard not to when you're, uh, but I've had to cut back. I've had to cut back on that kind of stuff. And, and, um, and then three years ago I'd left the university of Oklahoma I worked for a sports field construction company, uh, United turf and track. And, um, I've really been toy being able to watch my kids grow up, uh, now that I'm Kind of away from the college college world, so that's pretty much my story. And and all I can do is just and see people and talk to people and just hey, a, it's a a short time that we have on this earth, and and uh, family and friends want to see you. So
0: yeah, so Jeff, um, your your job at and I don't want to just pick on Oklahoma because it happens to a lot of people at, in the university settings or in in the workplace. Um, you were not only like when the team went on the road, you didn't have a, an off week and just stayed home and got to do things with the family and, um, around the stadium, around the field, right? What, what did you have to do when the team went
1: away? Uh, I actually traveled with the team when we went on the road, um, Fridays and Saturdays. Sometimes I get home till Sunday. I would help, uh, help out with the team uh, travel. Uh, I mean, I didn't have to do that. That's something I chose to do. Um, and so I felt that was a good connection for me to stay with the team and, and uh, have a good uh, camaraderie with, with, the, with the football team. But um, that was just something I'd like to do. And, and you know, I, I look back on it, and uh, we had a, a lot of good things happen from that. We got to do some good family time uh, through some of those uh, trips. But, um, I mean, that's probably – if I had to go back now, probably one thing i would cut out. Um, I, went, I went and traveled. A lot of people don't want, want to travel want to get their time and I didn't. And, and so that's probably one of my little bit of regrets, even though we did get to do some fun things. So.
2: So how, how long from when, you know, you started doing all that, all the the testing and then you had the stents put in, like, how long was it? Like, was it like a recovery process? Like, did it affect your job? Like when you went through all that, did, did you have to take time off of work at all?
1: Um, actually it was, um, uh, we it was on a Tuesday, and I had to spend the night overnight in the hospital. And the doctor said, you're not going back to work. And so that, that Friday, Saturday was the first time in my career through, through the NFL, through all the college that i ever missed a home game in my life. And um, I, I stayed home. That was kind of hard. Uh, I had to listen to the game on the radio. And then the following week, um, I actually uh, was able to get you know back on my feet um, kind of, kind of back to work a little bit. And then, um, I actually attended the game, uh, in person, probably one of the first times I've ever been in the stadium to watch a game where I worked at. <laughs> and then the next week I was kind of back in full in full force. So it was about a two week process. That I was able to have some downtime and relax, relaxation. Um, I lost about 30 pounds in that whole process and, uh, I'm still trying to get, back to that weight but <laughs> now after, a few years after but um, it, it's tough it's tough sometimes I got four kids so it's hard it's hard to eat healthy sometimes but I try my best I try and stay away lot from a lot of carbohydrates and uh, a lot of those things that aren't good for you so
2: do you think that's like that's like maybe some of the diet was really the main cause of some of that
1: um, oh, I think it's a, I always go back to like a 50, 50, 50% hereditary, um, with, with a heart condition. I had my grandfather pass away of a heart attack. My, my dad and my brothers all have had high blood pressure. My great, my great grandfather, my, my mom's side had high blood pressure. So I was, I'm bound to something happened hereditary wise. And I think the other 50% was just an inherent stress from day to day. Um, you know, I, I, I you yeah. have in the college athletics, you have one direct boss but you inherently have about 20 other bosses uh, that you work with your coaches and assistant sensitive coaches and so maybe just <clears throat> that much you don't think you make it through pretty easily on um, things but there's just uh, constant uh, you know thinking about the fu- you know future or the next event or I uh, got weather coming in um, make sure you get tarped or you don't get tarped you get a you uh, uh, a, freak storm come up and then you have to get tarped at four o'clock in the morning before the game, you know, those, those kind of things that that just kind of wear on you a little bit.
0: That's the, that's the stuff that keeps turf managers up at night. (laughs) That's right. Literally (laughs) keeps them awake at night. Um, Jeff, in addition to your, your, um, your, your, as you say, your stress test that you realized wasn't just a quiz of, what do you what do you what are you doing in your life that is that could be stressful? Test, I'm um, having to get on there and run um, or walk on the treadmill. What what else did you do? I'm I'm kind of thinking of our listeners who are like, yeah, you know what? I, I need to I need to be like Jeff and um, take care of myself better. What else What else did you get checked out other than your heart?
1: Um, I did get a uh, skin cancer treat uh, skin cancer testing. Uh, I got an unfair skinned. Um, and so I, am out in the sun all the time and, and I, uh, probably don't put on sunscreen like my wife wants me to as much as I should. And, uh, I've gotten that checked out, out, uh, in the past. And, um, so that's another thing that we should always, you know, we're out in the sun, either covered up or put on a good, uh, uh, sunscreen. Um, so I want to check that one's checked out. Okay. Um, but yeah, those were kind of two of the main things that, um. I had checked that over the times.
0: I, I worry I, I don't worry. I don't sit awake at night thinking about and worrying that kind of worry. But I, I think about our industry um, being outside the way we are, day in and day out. Um kind of like the mailman, right? Rain, sleet, snow. Um, it, it we're out there. Um, and no matter where the sun position is in the sky, whether it's high in the sky at high noon or whether it's low like it is this time of the year or lower or this time of the year, it, we're doing this in, you know, mid-November, um, you know, that we're in the sun. We, we, we are exposed to the sun and um, we really, really need to get checked out um, with a dermatologist or, a, you know, skin cancer oncologist kind of person. And, and I'll say, Jeff, you can keep following fresh cut grass because Tanner and I are working on um, uh, an oncologist, um, dermatologist, um, to come on the show with us and talk about, um, reducing exposure to the sun, um, coming up here real soon. We're having trouble getting schedules coordinated, but that'll be an awesome episode once we, we get it scheduled.
1: And I had, uh, and most recently I've had, uh, uh, they, they used to, they used to give you the age of 50 to get the test, but now it's about 45 um and so i encourage people to get the especially guys to get the test at 45 and you know what i'm talking about right
0: yeah yeah the one the one that every that's like your it used to be your 50th birthday present that's correct doctor
1: (laughs) yeah so i just had one of those done uh recently but like i said they have lowered the age to 45 and um so you're getting close to that age you get checked out on that too
2: yeah, I mean, and even like younger people, like even myself, I mean, I mean, I've used when you said stress test, I've actually done the stress test as well. And I wasn't really sure what it was, but um, I've had some, you know, some heart kind of stuff that I was born with. Uh, nothing serious, but, um, you know, I got got checked out myself um, and uh, I had a stress test and. It definitely was was interesting to see how they monitor you know i think it was like 15 minutes or i guess they you know you start going up an incline and you start walking faster and faster and faster and you have all the you know i guess uh i don't what are they called the cords or whatever they are hooked all over to you and they monitor everything unfortunately everything was everything was fine but i think even just things as simple as like a blood panel um going to the dentist i mean I'll speak from experience. I mean, from when I was in college till almost until my son was born, I like never went to the doctor, like ever for anything. Um, I mean, I went to the dentist sometimes, you know, it was kind of like, I don't know, young and dumb, I guess. And yeah. eventually, you know, you Invincible. have kids. Yeah. And Invincible have, is the word. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, I had the, the prospect of having a son and I'm like, you know, I, that my, that was my impetus to be like, you know, I mean, I probably should get myself checked out. So, you know, and there were things to tweak and all, but fortunately, you know, my, you know, my cholesterol was good, but there's all of those things that, you know, they're not invasive, but they can really tell a story about, you know, what's going on in your body. And, you know, when you never, you know, as much as you can prevent, you know, just same thing with sunscreen. um, But sometimes there's things in your body that, you know, maybe you don't have control of, you're, you're unaware of, especially with you know, metal metabolic panel. Um, The dentist is a big one. They say that there's a lot of link between, you know, your how healthy your teeth and gums are and your heart health. Um, So I think it's just something that people should really be aware of and probably, you know, try to keep up on that stuff, especially if you have an employer and you're paying for it. You know, that was my thing was like, you know, for 10 years, you know, I would, my employers were paying for everything, but I never would use it. And it's like, you know, right. I, probably sh- I probably should just go use this. There's a reason that, that you have it, you know? That's
1: yes, correct. Yeah. It's, it's like, uh, I to like, uh, taking care of your car, taking care of your house. You know, you don't go without oil change every 3000 miles. You don't go without changing, you know, filters every, you know, 5,000 miles or whatever, uh, your house, you don't, you know, there's, there's so you, we, we, we do a good job of taking care of some of our material things, but um, you got to take care of yourself.
0: Yeah. And sometimes that, because um, I was, I am a very, I was a very faithful annual physical person and always have been. Um, as I get older, now they want to see me more frequently. <laughs> it's like a six month thing. Um, yep. But, but the, the good news of that is that, um, had it not been for those screenings, um, I never, they never would have found my cancer. Uh, well they would have eventually. Um, but I wouldn't have found it um, when we did. Um, it was, you know, sore back that, that led me to the doctor. You know, I thought it was a muscle or something like that. And, um, ended up finding cancer that had moved into my chest and, you know, the, I've told my story here and you both know it very well. Most of our listeners do too, but um, had I ignored that, um, you know, it would have gotten so much further along. But I I remember um, when our, when, when our son was in um, major league baseball um, working for the Kansas city Royals, they, they offered um, um, skin dermatology checkups every every winter for all their employees um kind of like a I, I pictured it as a a walkthrough and um, you know pick up oh here's the here's the um colon cancer guy and here's the um this screening and that screening and the, the dermatologist always you know came and checked them all out and you know um, now and I, I'll talk about him he's not here or not with us but um, you know he's in Colorado obviously um and every day, Um, Whether it's 110 or whether it's 10, um, he's wearing long sleeve shirts um, to protect him from the sun. Many times uh, a hood over his head, Um, even even on the hottest of days, obviously, if it's different material. But taking care, he's taking care of taking care of his skin because he's like Jeff, very fair skinned.
2: Yeah. And you can get. I mean, it's kind of obvious, but the worst sunburn that I've ever had was in March, you know, when there's snow on the ground. I mean, you have that reflection coming off. You know, I like to fish, too. You know, I go out on the water all the time. You get that reflection. I mean, you can get sunburned in January. You know, it doesn't have to be hot out. You don't have to be at the beach to get sunburned, you know. So I go through lots and lots of sunscreen myself you know all the time i'm very fair fair complected i mean i got freckles on my shoulders from when i was a kid and didn't want to wear sunscreen you know so i've been to the you know to the dermatologist i go every year and you know have a checkup um so the other thing too that i think some people um it goes in with this discussion is even just protecting yourself from the hazards that we deal with on a daily basis like pesticides and things I Means as much as you can, you know, that's what you want to, you want to try to, you know, mitigate and decrease any exposure to anything as much as possible. Yeah.
0: Well, and the other, we're around moving equipment too, um, you know, equipment that has moving parts and, um, we do farm safety training. A lot of our coworkers in extension do farm safety training, um, you know, for young people and old people too. But, um, you know, look, we're around a lot of, a lot of fast moving equipment and i don't mean fast like we're going super fast but um let's think about um, rotary blades and those blades move fast and engines that have belts and um guards on them you know so we talk about oh keep your guards in place you know to protect you but you know it comes back up when you come to a, something like this thinking about your health you know if the guards are in place you're you can still get caught you can still get a sleeve caught or a, a you, you know the the bottom of your pants or something and still get caught um, in a, in a, in a belt or a shaft or something and, and, and suck you in, but just being careful in general, sir.
2: Yep. I mean, everybody, I'll bet you just about everybody in the industry or that's been in the industry for you know a couple of years or have done different jobs, probably have close calls. I mean, I've had some close calls that, you know, just a couple of weeks ago I was, you know, using a uh, ride-on fertilizer spreader. So it's got a hopper and inside there's an impeller that spins to like agitate the fertilizer before it goes through the hole. Well, the fertilizer I was using was kind of like chunky in my opinion. It was a little bit chunkier than I'd like, you know, there's screens in there but some of them were like just small enough to fit through the chunk but would clog up the uh you know, the the hole where the where the fertilizer would fall through before it hits the impeller and spins. Well, I had gloves on, you know, I was, I'm always wearing gloves, but they're like the rubber gloves. They go up to like your, uh, your, you know, halfway up your arm. And there was probably about 40 pounds of fertilizer in this hopper and a hopper holds like 200 pounds, but I stuck my hand down. I was trying to like move whatever the blockage was in there with my hand. And I stuck my hand down in there and my glove had gotten caught on the thing that spins around. And it literally, cause I like a dummy I didn't turn the machine off you know I had it on (laughs) and I stuck my hand down I could have at least just on that machine you could turn the impeller from spinning but I just I didn't and my glove had gotten caught and it was pulling and pulling and pulling it was like wrenching my hand and I quick reached up and turned the machine off but my hand was then stuck down inside this hopper with this impeller that grabbed my this nitrile or latex glove or whatever it was that I had on It could have been a lot worse. I could have like ripped my finger, you know, I would have died probably, but I mean, I could have really gotten hurt. So it's just like things like that, you know, seem like they happen on like a weekly or monthly basis. But, you know, some of it's like common sense. Like, why would I, why would I stick my hand down in there when there's something moving in there? All I had to do is turn the darn (laughs) thing off, you know? So I was lucky, but... I mean, there's, I've got dozens of other stories, you know. Yeah,
1: we all do. Yeah.
2: Especially like hills, you know, you, people being on hills with machines and, you know, not attacking them the right way or, you know, there's, it, it, it's just endless the safety things. But, you know, it's kind of like when you drive down a highway and it seems like you're driving and you kind of get mindless and then you see an accident. And then it seems like for the next day, like you're like, so paranoid about driving and trying to be careful, but we should be like that all the time. Sometimes it takes like something so severe or something traumatic, or you see something or hear something or have a friend have something happen. And uh, hopefully it's not too late. Yeah.
0: Yeah, And, and, you know, Tanner, that's interesting that you, that makes a great correlation back to exactly what Jeff um, talked about earlier. And that is sometimes it takes a catastrophic event, like, um, you know, getting checked out and finding some some blockage um to to make you snap awake and and pay attention to your health a little bit better so um we're not here to lecture we're you know to to tell everybody to go to your doctor and and do all that but in the same breath we're saying go get checked out (laughs) Um, you know don't don't be don't be like so many people and um, well, I'm not going to the doctor. They're going to find something wrong with me. They're just, they're just looking for something. Well, maybe they, maybe that's what we're paying them to do, right. Is to find something wrong with us and, and make us a little bit healthier. That's right. Yep. Uh, Jeff, how, how, um how have things been at United turf and track since you changed, changed positions? And <laughs> It's, it's um, been very good.
1: It's been very good. Um, I, we still, still work hard. It's not like a, anything really changed uh, some of my roles uh, from being a day-to-day sports field manager. It's not the same. I get to meet with people, which um, I feel like I'm a people person and like to relate with people. Um, I do get my weekends back, be able to spend time with my kids and uh, go to their sporting events and watch them grow up. Um, But uh, for the most part, I've always loved to build athletic fields. And so this has been a perfect transition for me from being a sports field manager to uh, working for the sports field construction company and, help uh, the company utilize the skills that I've had over the last 25 years to help improve the company and uh, make us uh, one of the premier companies here in the Midwest uh, to do natural grass and th- synthetic construction maintenance on everything. So
0: it's been yeah, good. I, obviously, I, I follow you on um, a lot of social media sites and I know that you um, sometimes have the opportunity to take your kids with you on those trips and um, you know, get to spend one-on-one time with them. And I think that's just so, so important um, to be able to spend time with your kids um, when they're young, when they're impressionable, even when they're old too. I don't mean to, to make light of it, but, you know, they um, just recognizing that we have responsibilities that um, maybe go above and beyond work.
1: They don't live in your house for very long, so you gotta take advantage of that. you said it
0: you said it it earlier you know we just don't have that much time here so why um why waste it that's
1: right
2: well and and this also applies to like probably some of the hobbies that folks have like me personally i like to archery hunt and um you know talk about a catastrophic event i've i mean probably people that have hunted for years have had either close calls or probably have fell to a certain degree maybe a, a from a low height I fell a couple of years ago. It wasn't really anything that I did wrong, but it's just like a freak thing that happened. I did have a safety harness and all on, but, um, I have a guy that's in my fishing club. His brother died falling out of a tree stand. So every person that he talks to, and we talk about hunting, it's the first thing he says is you better. And he points at you and he's like, you better be wearing a harness all the time. As soon as your feet leave the ground. So I mean, obviously, we all have hobbies, we all like to do things, you know, just trying to, you know, wearing a life vest on a boat, you know, I wear it all the time. I mean, especially if it's cold out. I mean, there's just, there's so many things that probably when you're younger, or you think that you're invincible, you know, been, you,
1: well, That's right.
2: the things that happen so quick, I mean, you know, people falling through the ice, I mean, every year people fall through ice, ice fishing or playing on the ice, kids and things like I couldn't imagine having to to go through some of that stuff um you just try to mitigate things I mean it seems like we're preaching to the choir per se but you know it's things can happen so quickly and yeah we, we are we are preaching to the choir
0: Tanner you're absolutely right but you know what I've learned is um we need we all need reminders um to do it we all need to take you know we all need to listen to people like Jeff salmon who who had you know it took a catastrophic Um, you know, potentially catastrophic event um, for him to go, you know what, what am I, what am I doing here? You know, what, what's my purpose in life here? Um, And, and really step back and pay attention and lose that 30 pounds and, um, you know, have blood flowing through all the arteries in his veins. And um, instead of just two of them. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah and then the other side of that's the you know we're talking about physical things but obviously you know mental health is important um yeah, you know we all we all we all everybody has an amount of stress and maybe we don't see it um you know i've i've had i've had some issues where i think you know i, I probably get stressed out a little bit and uh so just making sure that you be are aware of that. Take the time off. You know, we're all, we all had yeah, vacation, hopefully from work and all. And sometimes, you know, maybe you just need to take work, a day. Work,
1: work's, a, work's always going to be there.
2: Yeah, exactly. And, and if you can find somebody who,
0: who goes on vacation and comes back and doesn't feel refreshed, send them my way. Cause I want to talk to them. They're vacationing wrong.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you know, Jeff, I really appreciate you coming on the show to to kind of share this personal story um, with our with our guests. Um, Tanner, do you have anything you want to wrap up with with Jeff? Or Jeff, do you have anything you want to say um, before we call to the bullpen? Because I know you've been on the show before and you've done some of the three strikes and you're out, but you're you're a good enough friend that we're going to throw it. I'm going to throw them back at you again, even if we even if we ask you the same questions. Um, I'm I want I want your true answers to this one. So okay. anything, anything to say before we wrap up?
1: No, I appreciate you guys having me on. It was, it's been good. And uh, you guys are good, good guys uh, doing a great program here on your podcast. And so I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to to, to talk with everybody today.
0: We, we appreciate you taking time to come in um, to the, to the studio with us. So Jeff, I, I'm, I'm going to ask question one for you, and it's kind of a softball pitch. Um, kind of a, a big high pitch, um, slow pitch softball, kind of like what you and I need to play these days because we're a little too slow in the reflexes to make them to take the fastball anymore. Um, what do you like to do when you're not working, um, other than barbecuing meat? Because everybody knows you do that. Um, that's a lame answer for this group now. <laughs> what 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 are your hobbies? What do you like to do? Uh,
1: um. I like to spend time with my kids now. I mean, that's that's basically my my biggest hobby, uh, outside of being on the smoker and, and cooking up a good meal that the kids love. So they combine those two together. That's like number one barbecue and my kids, or not, kids, not-
0: are, kids are kids are of the age that they're active in everything known to mankind, right? That's um, right. Yeah, and so following them and and um, oldest isn't driving yet, uh, is she? Yes, she
1: is. She is oh, okay.
0: She's been a great. I was just saying, I was just going to say, if she's not driving, that means you're running her everywhere. You're running the other three everywhere. So um... she's a good
1: chauffeur for the other three too. So it's been, it's been good. So, but no, uh, being able to spend more time with my wife too. I mean, that's probably a lot of it. We both worked in college athletics at one time. So we were both coming and going. And so um, being able to do some of those things together that we, we hadn't been able to those, those and, and being with the kids that, those are those are my hobbies, and that's what to take up my time uh, when yep. I'm not at work. That's
0: a, that's a, that's a pretty good way to spend some time.
2: Yep. So my my question uh, it's kind of like a two part question. You know, you've been in the turf industry for a long time. I'm curious. Well, I guess this is kind of a pre question. Did you manage warm season grasses or cool season grasses? Both. Okay, that's Always. good. That's that's good. I like that. That's that's good. I kind of thought that was the answer. So. The first part of this is: Would you rather manage warm season or cool season?
1: Uh, warm season. Okay. Warm season. Oh, oh, oh. from the from the perspective, uh, you know, a lot of the the sports that I've been around have been football, uh, football and soccer, and um, and so I, I think those are you can see those grasses moving further and further north. Uh, I mean, they have uh, iron cutter up up in Chicago and uh. The Bears are playing. The Bears are playing on Bermuda grass, and the Eagles are playing on Bermuda grass, and the Purdue's playing on Bermuda grass. And so, uh, I think they have Bermuda grass almost all the way up to Jersey now, too. So, um, you can see the tolerance that the that Bermuda grass takes for for high traffic and, and uh, aggressive sports. So, um, not to say that bluegrass isn't bad, but bluegrass is, I think had its part. But you can just see that. Um,
2: that's at so so the second part you can't
1: you can't kill you can't kill bermuda grass
0: (laughs) what's waldo terrell's line down in in georgia he says if you want to kill bermuda just take care of it
2: (laughs) 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 that's funny uh i mean i've been dabbling with some bermuda grass as well um and i i like it to a certain degree but i guess the second part of this question is is of all the things that you've done on fields, is there one thing that you would do? Either it doesn't have to be a daily, maybe monthly or yearly basis. That you would do to the turf that you just loved be doing. Like this is my favorite thing to do to grass.
1: Uh, aerification. Yeah. Probably, probably aerification. Um, just because I know that uh, there's air is a, an important part of the whole profile, and the more times you can. Verified to help promote uh, the growth and uh, the stability of the grass, and and you make it tighter and denser. That's it's probably the first one.
2: So, and that would that include? Is that always pulling cores, or sometimes would you get into doing you know needle tining? You know that kind of okay. So so any, other
1: any type of any type of irrigation, solid time or hollow time.
2: Yeah. It- that's a common theme. When I ask something similar to that question to folks, it seems like what's the best thing you can do. I mean, it's always typically around airification. All right. So number
0: three, uh, one that I have not used for a while, Jeff Salmon, if you could start a secret society of any kind, what would it be?
1: A secret society of any kind.
0: Yep. So I'll give you an ex- I'll give you a couple of examples while you think about it. Um, we had one person tell us that they were going to start a secret society of people that didn't pay attention or answer their phones. Um, we had um, a red wine lover that was going to start a a a secret society of winemakers. Um, Your good buddy McNitt wanted to start a Scotch, a Scotch society. Imagine that, right? Oh, Um, darn
1: it. He took mine. So
0: so, so those, those, those are some ideas for you. What, what is Jeff Salmon's secret society going to be?
1: Secret society of common sense.
0: Oh, (laughs) do you have to have it to join the club? (laughs) i think so (laughs) because because if you do it would be a really small society anymore in today's world wouldn't it
1: (laughs) i think that if we just lived in a world and people just have common sense this whole world would be a whole lot better
2: sometimes though we we lack our own common sense occasionally in my opinion (laughs) even i yeah even people that uh i think are smart lack it and then uh you kind of expect it from some people on the roads but um (laughs) yeah generally you can't
0: teach that stuff either you gotta just have it (laughs) that's right that's right and and if you if you could teach a class on 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 um common sense nobody would take it because they would say that would be that's stupid i already have it and (laughs) and guess what if you think you have it you probably don't (laughs) probably
1: don't right
0: that's right. <laughs> uh, Jeff, it's been great having you on the show today. Really appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to come on Fresh Cut Grass with us. Uh, I'll remind our listeners that they can reach Tanner and I at our um, email address that's freshcutgrass at psu.edu and um, send us any um, potential topics that you'd like for us to cover. Or have questions for any of our our guests, you can reach us at that web or at that email address. Tanner, it's been good having you with us today. I'll let you close this out.
2: Yeah, I just want to say thanks again to Jeff. Um, I think this was a, a a great podcast on some things that I think we all need to uh to take into consideration. Um, so really do appreciate it, Jeff. And Thank you, guys, uh, absolutely. And uh, looking forward to the next episode. So everyone, take care, and we'll talk to you next time.